we are uh, in the midst of a sermon series we began last week uh, and uh, the Lord led us into this uh, being the first of the year uh, to give us some wisdom and understanding on what we can do uh, to uh, help us to excel in the kingdom of God where we can grow more and experience his power and have have the authority of God in our life and make it to where God uh, uh, can use us. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, I, I want to be used by the Lord. And uh, the Lord strongly impressed upon me the thought about taking responsibility uh, and that you know, that's something that a lot of folks don't want to do. Uh, a lot of people take the doctrine of grace and use it for an excuse, think that they don't have to do anything. But you're sadly mistaken. Uh, those are, uh, who believe that and take that avenue, uh, that, uh, that we don't have any responsibility. We do have uh, responsibility in, in the kingdom of God. And... Uh, uh, and we should act on those responsibility, not out of obligation, but out of love. Amen. Everything we do for God, we should do it out of love. We should do it because we love him, not because that we feel obligated or, or, or whatever, but we should do it out of love and um, uh, taking responsibility in the, in the kingdom. Last week, uh, as I said this morning, we talked about uh, real, uh, realizing our responsibility to God and uh, how uh, this comes into play. Uh, this morning, uh, in, in part two, the second message of the series, we preached the message uh, and didn't get finished, and uh, uh, I'm going to try to finish it uh, tonight. So uh, since uh, we done preached half of it, uh, you don't have to worry about sitting there, but three hours instead of six hours. Hallelujah! Uh, talked about uh, realizing you don't 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 nobody have a heart attack. We'll uh, we'll be all right. Hallelujah! Realizing our responsibility to the church, uh, and uh, we we do have responsibility to the church. I'm going to begin by using the opening scripture verse that we used. This morning, our scripture text, and then we'll uh, we'll, we'll go down and uh, where we uh, uh, left off in the uh, beginning. But we we read Psalm chapter thirty-two, one thirty-two. Excuse me, Psalm one thirty-two, verses thirteen through sixteen, and this is what it reads like: For the Lord hath chosen Zion; He hath desired it for His habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell. For I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. I will also clothe her priest with salvation. And her saints shall shout aloud for joy. Father God, as we come tonight, we thank you and we praise you. For yet one more time, gathering around your throne this evening. We ask God for your strength and your anointing to finish up this word that we began this morning, God, to, and let this encourage us, God, and help us, God, 
to be willing and have a desire to take more responsibility in the kingdom of God so we can live in that, in that perfect will according to the way that you direct our lives. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen and amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Realizing your responsibility to the church. Amen. You know, uh, God loves the church. He, he gave his life to purchase the church. And although, as I said this morning, the scriptures there in Psalms through the psalmist David use the word Zion, I told you this morning that some scriptures that you read are not to be taken literally, but to be taken spiritually and symbolically. And there's many places in the Old Testament where the word Zion is recorded. And um, back there in that day and time, uh, they focused, the Jews focused, amen, on Jerusalem uh, and uh, the city the, uh, all around there, Mount, Mount Zion. But also spiritually in the Scriptures, we have to have a spiritual eye. And Zion also represents the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. And God says that uh, this is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her poor with bread. Uh, do you know, amen, there's so many promises uh, in the Word of God, amen, and things that we can look forward to that is no reason for any child of God to ever worry about nothing. Hallelujah. Worry, amen, is one of the most useless things, amen, that a human being can do. If you're a child of God, amen, and you're in the house of God, you're part of the church, amen, amongst those, amen, of Zion where God dwells, amen, it don't matter what is going to happen in the world, it don't matter what takes place, amen, or what goes on, but look, one other place in King David's writing says, um, when he, as he was getting older and about ready to die, he said, I have been young and now I'm old, but there are two things I ain't never seen. Hallelujah. That's the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. Hallelujah. God said, I'm going to satisfy her poor with bread. Glory to God. Amen. Your source, amen, it's not what Wall Street does. Everybody got upset this past week because of Dow Jones, amen, took another nosedive due to what was going on in China. Hallelujah. But people who are in the body of Christ, those who are children of God, we don't have to fret about stuff like that. Hallelujah. God has promised in his word that he will take care of you. He would keep his hand upon you in every situation. But we have got to stay a hold of the church. we got to make sure that we're in that old ship of Zion. I remember one time uh, when the Apostle Paul, he was a prisoner, and he was, uh, he was on the way to Rome uh, to be tried there in Rome. And people, uh, if you read all through the book of Acts, you know the story that they went through a bad storm while they was out there. And um, the ships they had back in those days uh, was, no, was nothing 
uh, 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 comparison of what uh, what they have today, and those ships were a whole lot harder to try to navigate during uh, during those storms. Uh, and it got to the point in place, amen, that the men decided that they was going to jump ship. Uh, amen. They, uh, they, were, they were concerned uh, it was going down. But the Spirit of the Lord uh, got a hold of the Apostle Paul, and he told the centurion, amen, that was guarding, he said, you tell these men that except you abide in the ship, you can't be saved. Hallelujah. I used that and preached a message many years ago, rep, rep, rep the ship representing the church. I want you to know, amen, right now is no time to jump ship. Hallelujah. Glory to God, if you want to experience heaven and the blessings of God, it don't matter what things look like. Amen. If you want to be saved, amen, you've got to stay in the ship. Amen. You've got to be willing to ride out the storm because God has given his promise and his word that his comfort in his God and his protection will be with us all the way through. Hallelujah. And I appreciate that and I glorify God for that. Uh, this morning we got into talking about our responsibility to the church. Uh, amen. And we talked about submitting to her authority. Amen. And that's one of the biggest problems uh, that a lot of people have. Uh, Amen. It's submitting to the authority of God. Amen. But church, we've got to be willing to submit ourselves. Amen. To the authority that God, amen, has got. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to be willing to do that. I mean, if you recall, and I'm not going to put it back up on the screen when I go, but he's told us, and I gave you the scripture, that we are not our own. Amen. We have been bought with a price. Hallelujah. So, just to say this, to lay this foundation so I can move on. Remember this, what I said this morning. Once you were born again, once you become a child of God, you gave up all your personal rights. You don't have no personal rights. Hallelujah. It's not your will. It's his will. Hallelujah. It's his will. All the way, glory to God. Amen. Because we are God's property, body and soul. Hallelujah. And then the other the other. Um, responsibility we have is assembling to keep the church strong, assembling to keep her strong. Hallelujah. Amen. And we talked about that and about not to forsaking the assemblies ourselves together and even so much the more as we see the day approaching. Hallelujah. The importance of saints of God coming together is so uh, far-reaching in magnitude uh, that it's difficult to cover all the benefits. Uh, amen. In just one message. Hallelujah. Amen. We don't realize the benefits that we receive by coming together and uniting. You can, I don't care how. Hallelujah. You know, I've had people tell me about it, man. You know, we, um, we had a good prayer meeting at the house the other day. Well, that, that's great. That's good. We used to do cottage prayer meetings all over the place years ago. Hallelujah. And we had some great services. Hallelujah. But what we do at home can't begin to compare to what we do when we get in the house of the living God because God said, this is my habitation. Glory to God. God has always chosen a place to put his name and his presence in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. It's in the church. That's what makes me, I don't understand how so many people today think they can be all right and they can still make it to heaven if they're not part of a local assembly, a church. Let me tell you something. God's not coming back after individuals. He's coming back after church. 
hallelujah, that has washed, made herself ready. And as I told you this morning, he said, that church is my bride. That's my bride. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Um, you know, and we, we need the assembling of ourselves because to get that spiritual strength, amen, and to, to get into the presence of the Lord, amen, and the things that we can receive from him, amen, and also, and this is where, where I ended at this morning, hallelujah, amen, we need to be there, amen, in the church and assemble ourselves in the church so we can be under and hear the anointed preaching of the word of God. I read my Bible at home. I study at home, and I know um, you, know, you do also. Amen. But you don't get at home reading your Bible what you get when you sit and you listen. Amen. To the anointed Word of God as it comes forth, anointed by God. There's a difference in it. Hallelujah. That's how you feed the inner man. I minister, but I have to be ministered to myself. There are times that I need to be preached to, amen, I need to be fed, amen, all of us need to be fed, glory to God, right now in the middle of this Daniel's fast, amen, I wouldn't mind being fed a good steak, hallelujah, hallelujah, amen, glory to God, never got so tired of beans in all my life, hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, but God's still good, hallelujah, God's going to bless and honor that, amen, all righty, the third responsibility we're going to get into that I didn't have time, and we're going to finish this out with this tonight, is sharing your resources. Sharing your resources. This is a responsibility that we have, amen, in the kingdom of God, and it's a responsibility we have, amen, to the church. When we consider our responsibility to the church, we should never forget that includes the giving of resources of time, our talents or whatever gifts we have, amen, our finance. And, and God uses these, listen to me now, God uses these as an avenue to fund the church, bless us, and bless others. Hallelujah. The resources that we give to the body of Christ, God uses them to fund the church, bless us, and also bless others. Hallelujah. So we are shortcutting our own self when we are not givers. Now, uh, I, I stepped in this morning, Brother Bobby was teaching him. <coughs> he just about got on, on my message, but I didn't get that far. And he quoted this, uh, this scripture this morning. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. He says, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all it shall be measured to you again. I remember, uh, before I get into that, he's talking about, you know, you give and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together. I never will forget when I was a kid growing up, my dad, he always... Uh, uh, had a garden because when he was younger, long before he ever got married, he always worked on a farm and uh, did uh, all kinds of, uh, kinds of farming. And he never was happy or satisfied unless he was uh, raising something. But being a kid, 
There was a whole lot of other things I wanted to do, and I sure didn't like it when he said it was time. Sambo, that's what he called me. Sambo, time to go out and pick green beans. Man, I did want not want to pick green beans. Oh, well, pick anything, you know. There's so many other things. He'd give me a basket and send me out there. Well, I go in and start grabbing, you know. I just dump and dump there, whatever it was I was picking, and uh, I take that basket back over. I said. There you go, Dad. Can I go play now? He says, you ain't got that basket full, boy. I said, what do you mean? I said, it's, it's, it's up to the top. He takes that basket, and he starts shaking it, and he presses the stuff down. And when he, time he gets through with it, that basket I thought was full. It didn't even, wasn't even half full. Amen. You know what I did? I had to take the basket and go back and put some more in it, you know. Well, Think about that in terms of this scripture right here. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Hallelujah. God don't do it halfway like I was trying to pick that basket when I was a kid. He does it like my daddy does it. He knows how to shake it down. Amen. Press it down. Amen. And give you a good measure for what you give. Now, like Brother Bobby said this morning, <coughs> this verse right here, has more to do with other resources rather than money. A lot of take this scripture right here, and they only want to refer to it as, as money. One thing lacking in the kingdom of God on this earth is enough saints willing, number one, to share their time in the kingdom of God. Give. Give what? Give of your time. And we're not talking about the two hours that you spend on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Giving of your time. I mean, this is only one aspect of it. This is the aspect of worship. Amen. That we come to worship the Lord. Amen. But we are lacking, amen, on folks willing to give more resources of time. In the world that we live in, and I have more and more pastors talk to me all the time, um, one that told me uh, not long ago says, you know, I feel blessed to get some folks to church, amen, uh, one service a week, uh, amen. He said it would take the return of Christ to get them to spend extra time during the week for some type of ministry or outreach. Hallelujah. A lot of people think, you know, we'll pull a couple of dollars out and put it in an offering plate where we give. What about, amen, tithing our time? Hallelujah. Amen. If we would take some of the time some folks spend in front of the TV or on Facebook or playing some type of game or this or what, what have you, amen, give, God says. Amen. Uh, you see, when you have learned to be a true giver, the kingdom you will be willing to give any resource you are called upon to give for the kingdom of God. You, when you really become a true giver in the kingdom, you're going to be willing to give any resource that you're called upon. Amen. Your gifts and your talents. Look at this up here now. Um, you know, from what I heard, uh, you know, Brother Randy talked about that for, uh, for a long time, wanting, wanting to do that. And uh, we, we, I finally gave him the go-ahead. He said that they would uh, furnish uh, uh, the, uh, the paint and everything. Now, I guarantee you, if I tried to do that, it wouldn't look nowhere near like that. 
Hallelujah. I told Brother Bobby, if I every time I try to try to paint, amen, I have more runs in it than I have runs in my nose when I get a cold. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. When I paint, I get more on myself. You know, I tried to paint front uh front deck back back in the summer, and I literally ruined a pair a brand new pair of boots I ain't had six months. Uh, I still got paint on there I ain't been able to get off yet. Amen. But but here, give, and see, that's what Brother Randy and, and those that helped him, he gave of his resources. He gave of his talent. He gave of, of his skill. The kingdom of God, there's a, there's a lot of skills that a lot of people have got. Amen. Some people are skilled in one thing. Some other people are skilled in something else. Amen. And we need to be able to get together in the kingdom of God and the body of Christ and find out what the skills are and, and see what skills people got to say, hey, we can use that skill here in the kingdom. Amen. If we're just willing to give of that resource. And as I often say every time that I quote this scripture, there's going to be some time in your life that you're going to need some mercy and forgiveness. And if you, if you want to get mercy and forgiveness when you need it, you, you better make sure you've already gave some. Hallelujah. Because look as I, I've told you before. Look at that. He says, give, comma, and it. I always try to drive that home when I'm talking about this scripture. It refers directly to the give. Hallelujah. Whatever it, it is. And like I said, uh, I, I don't believe it's hardly talking about money right here whatsoever, but it's other things. Give and it. What, or in other words, whatever you have given, God's going to see that it comes back. Amen. What did it, what it, uh, it say in the Old Testament? Cast your bread upon the water and you'll get it back after many days. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Give. Amen, and it shall be given unto you. You give somebody mercy, glory to God, God's going to see you get mercy when you need it. You give somebody forgiveness, God's going to see you get forgiveness when you, you give somebody love, God's going to bring it back to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God, press down, shake it together, and run it over. Woo, hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So we've got to want to be a true giver. But it's not just giving in that. It's also, it's also in finances. <coughs> As I said this morning, you know, some things I don't linger on and I don't talk a whole lot about because I don't want peop people to think that I'm causing uh, uh, to... Uh, make people think that I'm referring to me, that I want this or I want that, because they don't have anything to do to do with me. Amen. But as, and as I said this morning, I don't know how long God's going to leave me here. Amen. But what, if, if God calls me home before the rapture takes place, amen, and somebody stands behind his desk to take, take my place, amen, I want to make sure that I have done a little bit of something, amen, that will help whoever takes my place and make their ministry more effective hallelujah that's important first corinthians chapter 16 verses 1 and 2 first corinthians 16 1 and 2 now concerning the collection for the saints 
as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Now, I told you in, in the book of Luke, Jesus wasn't talking much about money, but he was talking about money here. Paul was. Hallelujah. This was, this was, this was the plan of giving for the New Testament church. This lets us know. I always go to this scripture every time I talk to a Seventh-day Adventist telling us that we are committing sin and y'all going to hell because you don't go to have your church service on, on Saturday uh, because Saturday is the original Sabbath, and that's true. Sabbath is, um, is, a, is the seventh day, which is Saturday. But in the New Testament, the early church, when it was formed because Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week, they started meeting on the first day of the week. <coughs> but there again, it really, it really don't matter what day it is. Hallelujah. Paul says some men esteem one day above the other. He said, but I esteem every day alike. Hallelujah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with some uh, body like that, but when they want to uh, start condemning, amen, and say, well, you, you know, you're going to hell or whatever, amen, I take them to this because this is an order that Paul put in place for the church. Uh, there he said, upon the first day of the week, amen, he says, let, let, let you know right there that, that they, they met on the first day of the week. Amen. He says, let every one of you lay by him in store as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Paul said, I'm coming your way. He says, and I don't want to, I don't want to waste my time spending trying to take up money and take up the collection. When I get there, he said, I want to be able to minister the word of God. That's what he's saying. I don't want, you see, a little bit different than some of these modern day preachers today. Hallelujah. That's all they think about is taking up money. Amen. But Paul, he says, listen, y'all y'all do that and you lay it in the store. He says, so there won't be no gatherings when I come. Now, this verse is specifically referring to monetary giving. The church is greatly hindered. Now, listen, and uh, I don't. Uh, it has been a long time since you heard, and I'm so thankful we're blessed. We're blessed, and I say this all the time. We're blessed with a given church. We've got one of the best given churches there is, and I don't have to harp on, on giving, hallelujah, but uh, with, with new people and new saints that come in and people are coming in from time to time, they have to hear uh, of the Word of God and what the process is there, and um, it, it don't hurt us old saints to remember to stir up our pure minds by way of remembrance, as the Word of God says, hallelujah. The church is greatly hindered, and hampered from fulfilling the work she is called to do when the saints of the church fail to financially support the work of God. Hallelujah. I mean, that's, that's a fact. And beside that, we are obligated to the ministry who teaches us the word to support them with our finances. Hallelujah. That is what the word says. Now, let me give you uh, um, uh, some scriptures on this. Galatians chapter 6 and verse 6. Amen. He says, let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches in all good things. Hallelujah. Amen. The one who's being taught, amen, he said, let him communicate. Amen. Uh, the one who is 
uh, taught, let him communicate good things unto him or the one who does the teaching. Now, that word communicate right there, amen, to make sure, uh, make sure that uh, we understand uh, that word communicate uh, is a little bit different. Now, uh, the, the definition is different now than what it was back in 1611 when it first uh, come out. That don't mean, amen, the one who teaches you and teaches you right and wrong that you just pat him on the back and say, good job, old boy, and walk on. Amen. Galatians 6 and 6, the Holman Christian Standard uh, Version. Um, put, the, uh, put that up there, please, if you will. Amen. Holman Christian Standard uh, Version, that same scripture, Galatians 6 and 6. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. No, that's, um, okay, let, let me read it to you in the, in the newer version. The one who is taught the message must share all his good things with the teacher. Hallelujah. We're talking about supporting and financing the ministry of God. Now, maybe he's got First Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Let the elders who rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in the word and doctrine. Verse 18. For the scripture says, You shall not muzzle an ox while it treads out the grain, and the labor is worthy of his wages. Hallelujah. So we have a responsibility, amen, to the leadership of the church, uh, amen, to make sure, amen, that their needs are taken care of. That's been a long-standing principle ever back, even from the Old Testament time. How many remembers uh, when um, Moses, you know, he didn't, he didn't go into the, to the land of promise. Who was the one that led him in the land of promise? Joshua was. And when they got over there and they began uh, to do battle and take the promised land, all 12 tribes but one tribe got their own plot of ground to live on and to plant, amen, and to make their living. There was one tribe did not get no, no, no ground and no property in the promised land. It was the tribe of Levite. God says, I will be your portion. Hallelujah. The Levites, the priests, those who minister in the temple, they, they lived uh, on tabernacle property. That's where they lived. Amen. And it was up to the people to make sure that their needs were taken care of. And then this is how that is bled over in the New Testament time. Amen. He says, on the first day of the week. Let everybody gather by him in, in store. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 14. Amen. Even so the Lord has commanded that those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Hallelujah. Now, I've got the New King James there for a reason. The original King James says, 
quotes it like this. Even so, the Lord has commanded that those who preach of the gospel should live of the gospel. Now, that verse was mis misunderstood, and I was taught for many years the wrong way. I took it, and I, I was taught as, as a kid growing up, those who preach the gospel should, should live the gospel. And, and, and that's true. I mean, how in the world can a man get up behind the desk and preach about adultery if he's committing adultery? Amen. Can't do it. Amen. You've, you've, got, you've, got, to, you've got to live what you teach or live what you preach. If you don't, it makes it all void and it, it, it's of none effect. But live of the gospel right here in this verse is not what it's talking about. That's why the new King James, when it, was, when it came out, clarified, he said those who preach the gospel should live from the gospel. Just like the, uh, the Old Testament Levites, uh, amen, they, they didn't have their own pro property. They, they didn't go out, amen, and plow the fields to raise. They didn't have fields to plow, amen. They, they lived from that, from the food that was brought in, even the sacrifice. God gave the Levites a certain part of the sacrificial meat that was brought to him for sacrifice so they would have something to eat. Hallelujah. And that's what this is talking about. And this is what the Word of God is teaching us today, amen, that we, amen, have a responsibility. I remember there have been times since I've been pastoring that if and I don't know how many um, that are here that can remember those times, but we had some very lean years. And <laughs> during those lean years, we didn't have very many evangelists come through preaching revivals, if you go back and remember. And the reason for that was not because we didn't need them, we, uh, and I didn't, I didn't want them, but I wasn't about to bring a man of God to come in and preach if we couldn't take care of it. Hallelujah. That's a principle that we need to do. Amen. We need to take care of the ministry. They come and minister to us. Amen. And give us the word and feed our souls. We have a responsibility. Hallelujah. Amen. But listen. Amen. And I'm, and I'm fixing to wind down. Our giving is not just limited to, to the ministry. Uh, I mean, there's there's cost of operation, there's upkeep of property and stuff like that, but then there's also missionaries on the foreign field. There's the poor and the destitute. How in the world can uh, the church take care of all that, amen, if we as the body are not givers? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And there again, you know, as I said, man, we are we are so blessed. I think back over this past Christmas. Brother Douglas knows, knows um, uh, uh, probably more about about the amount than I than, than I do. But we had we gave out a whole lot of stuff. You know, we, we we give out and help people twice as much as some churches that are three times as large as ours because our people are so good in giving. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, if you look, you look around at our crowd, crowd, crowd tonight. Most of the time, our Wednesday night crowd 
amen, is smaller than what we got here tonight. Amen. And the only thing that funds our deacon fund is the offering we take on Wednesday night. But see, we got some people that's so interested in giving <coughs> and, 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 and believe this so much that we, we got a lot of people. They know they cannot be, uh, be here on Wednesday night due to work or, or whatever the issue may be. And on the envelopes, when they put in their tithes on Sunday morning, they'll also designate something for the Wednesday night to make sure. That's how we're able to do what we're doing. Amen. We took here, I told Travis, and he gave the number out last um, uh, Sunday. We, we talked about the caring chair and um, uh, what uh, one child can do with $7 in, in Bangladesh. Uh, give them a brand new suit of clothes, a good, a good, uh, good meal to eat, and uh, uh, a few pieces of candy. Uh, be the only candy that they'll have all year long. And uh, uh, our church, again, uh, we beat out many churches in our fellowship that their membership is a whole lot bigger than ours. But we beat out many of them because we was able to support over 600 and some odd children in Bangladesh. And I praise God. I praise God. For that. And that's that's on top of the ones we take here at home. You know, we uh, I, I'm not one of those that believe we we, we send everything overseas, but uh, charity begins at home. Amen. Hallelujah. And we take care uh, uh, of those at home. So that's what it means to have responsibility, amen, uh, in, in the church. And uh, we, we put ourselves in favor and good blessing of God. Number one, we submit to the church's authority. Number two, we assemble to keep her strong. The church is not going to be strong if we don't, if we don't assemble and we don't, we don't come together. Amen. And number three, sharing of our resources. Amen. And then uh, and the resources are everything that God has blessed us with. Not just not just money, but sharing of of um, the resources that God has blessed us. Our talents and uh, uh, the the abilities uh, that God gives us. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody, amen. Everybody can be advantage and should be an advantage uh, in the kingdom of God. Amen, and uh, to take part, and everybody receives from that. Uh, it, it's not how much, amen, but it's for whatever you give and whatever you do, it's what you do from your heart, amen. You do it from your heart. There's uh, one place to go, the Bible says, not don't give grudgingly, because God loves what kind of giver? A cheerful giver, hallelujah, praise the mighty name of the Lord.